reveals to you is um, I share what I have. Uh, you're more than welcome to plug in to share. Okay. Um, the article I wrote not too long ago was called Behind the Veil. And I'm just going to read that article and then we're going to break it down. Okay. All right. Um, Exodus 30 and 6. That was the first verse. And you shall put it before the veil that is the ark of the testimony before the mercy seat that is over the testimony where I will meet with you. The high priest was allowed to come behind the veil only once a year and only after he had made atonement for himself as well as the people. That's in Leviticus 16. The Father still desires to meet and speak with us behind the veil, and through Yeshua, the way has been made. We must address what keeps us wandering in the outer courts. We must seek to understand why um, we fear to come into the house where the Father ab abides. If the veil has been torn, then where does the separation still exist? Um, Isaiah 59. Isaiah 59. In Isaiah 59, starting at verse 1, it says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, nor his ear heavy that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated you from your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you, so that he will not hear. For your hands are defiled with blood, and your fingers with iniquity. Your lips have spoken lies. Your tongue has muttered perversity. No one calls for justice, nor does any plead for truth. They trust in empty words and speak lies. They conceive evil and bring forth iniquity. That was Isaiah 59, 1 through 4. In Jeremy's message, A Lamenting Heart, he said, Returning to Yah brings balance. It illuminates our sins and stops people in their pursuit. We must address what we allow to separate us from communing with the Father. Our hands defiled with blood because of acts we have committed that diminish life for ourselves and our neighbors. Our fingers that are covered with the filth, with iniquity from generational sins passed down from one family member to another. We have spoken and believed lies, and our tongues have spoken idle words over ourselves and our neighbor. We have persisted in unfaithfulness. We seek not justice or truth, thus causing a new veil to be erected in the place of the one that Yah tore through Christ. Um, Jeremy also says that real transformation requires real honesty. If the veil has been torn, then the separation is in our minds because of our sins. It requires that we come clean and allow the Father to renew our minds through Christ and come through the veil to commune with our Elohim. So. Um, and there's more to the article, but we're going to stop right there. Uh, when you're looking at um, 
I don't know how to break this part down, but you always look at the what, the how, and the why. Okay, so when you look at atonement, what we're doing, how we're doing it, and why we are doing it. So the what, like what are we doing? Um, we're being renewed spiritually by dying to our flesh physically. In 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, it says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. So what are we doing? We are being renewed spiritually by dying to our flesh physically. In 1 Corinthians 15 and 50, it says, Now, there, now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of Yah. So this is not fleshly. It's a spiritual thing. Um, in Romans 7 and 14, it says, For we know that the law is spiritual. Um, the law is spiritual. Flesh and blood cannot enter into the kingdom of Yah. And we are made new by the renewing of our minds. Um, how do we do this? Um, by walking ourselves through each piece, um, asking our high, high priest for life, wisdom, and understanding. Why? Because we are the temple of the living God. We are a small pattern of what has been created in the heavens, and those same pieces reside in us. So when you think about the temple and we're choosing, because the world is like the outer court. And we're choosing not to wander in the outer courts. We're choosing to come in to the Father's house. And the first step to re reconciliation is repentance. So you have to stop at the altar of sacrifice. And everybody prayed about that, about being purged, about repenting, about um, just giving it all up. So you do that at the altar of sacrifice. And if you think about Yeshua as your high priest, he's there every step of the way. So the repentance happens at the altar of sacrifice, and then you move to the labor of washing, and we're washed by his word. So every piece, like we move through every piece. And once you've repented, and once you've been washed, then you come through into the house. And in there you have what we um, shot at the worship song about the light. Then you have the menorah, you have the light, you have his light, which is life. And then you have the table of showbread, which is his word. It's the bread of his presence. And so once you're taking in his light and his word, because you have been at the altar of sacrifice, because you have been washed and you move through that process, then you come to the altar of incense where the prayers go up, okay? It says that a way was made through his flesh. So not only is the door the shepherd, but he's the veil and he's the high priest. And he says that we have to, he is the way, the truth and the life, and that we have to go through him. So you literally have to pass through Mashiach. So passing through the veil. Um, anybody? I saw a little light bulbs. Any 
body something come to people and all that they want to share. No pressure. Talked about the what. Talked about the how. Okay. And the why. Um, because life is behind the veil. Um, he is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the door and the shepherd. He is the veil and the high priest. He is available every step of the way. He is willing to save, but are we willing to serve? Um, Say it again, please. Yes, sir. Which part, sir? He is willing to save. Are we willing to serve? Yes. Say it again. Okay. He is willing to save. Are we willing to serve? Um, in Matthew 27, verse 50 and 51, it says, And Yeshua cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. Then, behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two, from top to bottom, and the earth quaked, and the rocks were split. Because of Yeshua, the veil has been torn, and now, what was behind the veil, and now the testimony and the mercy seat are openly revealed, where we commune and meet with him, and where he speaks and declares his truth is open to us. We must understand that this access is made possible by Christ's death, because of his life. Messiah gave all so that we could see and steadily look upon the perfection of Yah. Yeshua was willing to give all while we were yet enemies that we may have life. We must not diminish his role in our salvation. In Hebrews 9, 11, and 12, it said, but Christ came as high priest of the good things to come with a greater and more perfect tabernacle not made with hands, that is, not of this creation, not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood he entered the most holy place once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. As earthly temples, there are imperfections in us. Life is on the other side of the veil. The way is clear. Just as Yeshua is the good shepherd in the door, he is also the high priest in the veil. What an act of love. Yeshua wants us to see and experience all the goodness and truth that is in the Father. He was sent to rebuild the bridge that we burned by being stiff-necked, disobedient, and persisting in unfaithfulness. Let us not seek to be master seamstresses, sewing up a new veil made with human hands. We must be willing to pass through. We must be willing to surrender to his will for us and live. We must pray that the veil of separation that exists in the hearts and minds of the people be, re be removed in Yeshua's name for the purpose and will of his kingdom. In Hebrews 10, Verse 20 through 25, it says, By a new and living way, which he consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart 
in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. <coughs> Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the matter of some, but exhorting one another, and so much more as you see the day approaching. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. Let me go back to the sewing thing. Go back to the sewing thing. Yes, sir. Okay. You want me to just read it? Again? Read it. Okay. Uh, he was sent to rebuild the bridge that we burned by our stiff-necked, disobedient, by being stiff-necked, disobedient, and persisting in unfaithfulness. Let us not seek professions as master seamstresses who seek to sew a new veil made by human hands. You must be willing to pass through. Stand out if you guys want to add. Yeah. The part you just read yeah. that definitely stood, stood out because there's only one way. Mm -hmm. You can't make another way. Mm -hmm. So don't try to handcraft your own stuff. Mm -hmm. Go through the original way. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's an ongoing process. It, yeah. It's on a continual basis. It's you have to if you start building one up, you still have to tear it down. Mm. You have to re-tear it down. Mm. You have to reach it because veils, walls, just like walls, mm. walls are veils, mm. separation, yeah. all of that. We have walls in our lives. We have walls and toward others, toward mm. ourselves, toward mm. him mm. that because we are separate, because we have thoughts, we mm -hmm. have imperfections, mm -hmm. but he sees the beauty in our imperfections. Yeah. That he gave me that, and I just know that he's he he knows we are imperfect. Mm -hmm. He knew that from the beginning. The word of joy that we would even consider us mm -hmm. to be his children. Yeah. And that he tore the veil and said it was torn from top to bottom. And they talk about how thick it is and so and that just means that he wants a relationship you know he how wants many horses to, yeah. could pull mm. and it wouldn't break mm. and you know they're stout now mm. hallelujah <laughs>